0: is freedom really free? For the longest time I've been obsessed with freedom. Freedom is my main mission in life, or it has been for the greater part of seven years. But recently I've been realizing that my hunt for understanding, defining and having freedom may be completely off track. And that's a huge revelation to have when you've named your new podcast Quest for freedom, and your hero's name is Vedana, and you think you have all the freedom in the world. So, several weeks ago, I saw my friend Connie post an update on Facebook about attending Tony Robbins' Date with Destiny. Now, Connie is the founder of Planet Backpack, she's written a book, she's a bit of a YouTube star, and on her about page, she says she believes in holistic lifestyle design, slow travel as a spiritual experience connecting with our bodies and souls through healthy, clean eating, meditation, and yoga, and opening our hearts through healing and connecting to ourselves. So, on her Facebook update, she wrote, Life will never be the same again. Six days with Tony Robbins in Florida, and I feel like the greatest transformation of my life just happened. So powerful, so deep, so incredibly healing. I have finally let go of my story, and I'm starting a new one. Amazing miracles happened in these days, Things I never thought possible. Everything feels wide open, just like in this photo that I took on the beach on the last morning. Infinite gratitude and love in my heart. This is Life 2.0. Now incidentally, at the start of this year, I decided to invest in myself for the first time in a long time and take up a mastery program through none other than the Tony Robbins Institute. I'm actually heading to Unleash the Power Within event in London at the end of April. If you want to join me, there are still tickets. Head to nataliesisson.com forward slash Tony, T-O-N-Y, and grab one, and I'll see you there. And if you don't know who he is, in a nutshell, he is the world's number one personal development master who's worked with presidents, Oprah Winfrey, and people who will pay him a million dollars for an hour of his time. Sadly, I'm not actually working with Tony one-on-one, but I will be working with his team and going to his events. His documentary, I Am Not Your Guru, is a great insight into how he works if you want to watch it. Now, I first read his book, Awaken the Giant Within, back in 2004, when I was actually training for a body sculpting competition. And that year, in big part thanks to reading his books and listening to his audio series, I had one of the most amazing years of my life. I felt like I could achieve anything I put my mind to. And that year in particular, I did. I won the regional North Island Body Sculpting Championships. If you want to know what I look like with a lot of fake brown tan on me, super lean and super muscular after eating a lot of chicken and broccoli and working out for three hours a day, just come across to nataliesisson.com forward slash four and I'll insert a photo for you. I got a kick-ass job, which sounds so strange to say in the same sentence, given I never want a job again, and I completed my Certificate in Fitness Management Diploma extramurally through Otago University. I was unstoppable, and aside from neglecting my personal relationship with my then-boyfriend, oops, everything else in life was going amazing. So, back to my Facebook chat with Connie in December, which went like this. Me. Me. Well, that answers my question to what did you get out of it? Sending a big virtual hug of freedom your way to go with your transformation. Connie, you know what's funny? Freedom was always so high on my values list. In the process of Date with Destiny, I kicked freedom off my list. After having questioned it and looked at what it cost me, I realized this intense strive for it has outserved me. I now feel freer than ever not having freedom as my main driver anymore. Crazy. Me. Ooh, I think I need to jump on a chat with you about that for my new podcast starting in the new year. And so we did. And here it is.
1: Yep. It was this epiphany during Date with Destiny with Tony Robbins in December. And he was talking about freedom and how he one day started to question his quest for freedom that he was following his whole life. And he was telling this long story. In the end, it was... He said that once he questioned his search for freedom, it was that he realized that he can stop looking for freedom and feel a lot freer. I thought about this for days and weeks after that, and then eventually it hit me. I was like, wow. So I've been looking for freedom. I've been searching for freedom my entire life. It's been my main mission with whatever I do, wherever I go, it's always like, how much freedom will this give me? How much freedom will I have? It dictated the way I do business. It dictated my travels. It dictated my personal life, my relationships. It was always about freedom, freedom, freedom. And then I realized, actually, by constantly being on this path to freedom, it's like an engaging. Everything, by how much freedom it will give me, I'm not actually free. I kind of trapped myself into thinking that by constantly striving for freedom, that that would make me free. And so then I had this epiphany and I realized, wow, I can let it go.
0: Now, when Connie said this, I was nodding my head in fervent agreement. I realized I'd come to exactly the same conclusion. If I'm constantly pursuing freedom, in some ways, I'm a slave to it. Now, how's that for a mind-bending thought? What she said next, though, blew me away, even if I alluded to it a little earlier on.
1: I can actually, because with Destiny, what you do is you come up with a list of values in your life that are really important to you, and then you kind of revise them and go through the whole six-day process. So then at the end, you come up with a new list of values, and it's kind of like a new blueprint. You kind of upgrade your entire inner system freedom was obviously number one next to love and all these things on my first value list. And then at the end, freedom was not on my list anymore. It was needed anymore. And that was for me so huge because I could kind of let that go and realize I am so free. Like the life that I have, it's already so free. I don't need to measure freedom anymore. I can stop it. Like I can do whatever I want. I've achieved so many things. And so on the outside, I've completely achieved freedom. And then Obviously, there's this other level of freedom, and that was another thought process and integration process that then started, was the comparison between outer freedom and inner freedom. And so I realized, wow, so I've got all this outer freedom. There's no need to keep on striving for that. No one can take that away from me. But how free am I on the inside?
0: And this is a great question. In fact, this is at the core of the Quest for Freedom podcast and season one as I come to grips with what is personal freedom, really. So please come across to nataliesisson.com forward slash four and let me know what you think about this. What's your version of freedom? Do you think real freedom is all about mastering the inner game of freedom? What Connie goes on to say next may resonate with you too, especially if you've ever been in a place like her. I know I have, and I speak to that too. Listen in.
1: So this has more become my message with what I do is is really what is the essence of freedom and how can we go beyond the outer freedom of lifestyle design and doing what we want and having passive income and then go into the next level of, okay, well, maybe I have a lot of shadow work to do to kind of free myself and then to actually be able to enjoy the outer freedom in the first place. Because I realized after, like a year ago even, I was at a very depressed place in my life. I was doing really bad, like emotionally on all levels. I was... You know, it was one of those times where you kind of question everything and you don't see a purpose for yourself in life. Like I didn't have a mission anymore and everything was going well on the outside. But on the inside, I was super unhappy. I was depressed. I couldn't appreciate anything I had. I was sitting in Bali in this amazing villa with pool and, you know, life could not have been better on the outside. But on the inside, it was a train wreck. So, yeah, that was the next level. And then for me to now realize, okay, wow, so there is this whole freedom thing. It's way more than we might initially think it is.
0: Before we dive into what comes next in our conversation, I'd like you to know that this episode is proudly brought to you by the one and only Drip. Are you looking to build your email list? If so, you need to check out nataliesisson.com forward slash drip. DRIP Drip is a powerful email and marketing automation platform that you can start using for free. So it's great for both startups and seasoned pros. Basically, you get better than MailChimp pricing, but you also get automation like Infusionsoft that frees up your time and removes you from having to work inside your business all the time. With DRIP's Visual Builder, which is pretty cool, you quickly and easily can build funnels that would take you weeks inside of infusionsoft and trust me i know that best of all this company was recently acquired by my good friend and lead pages founder clay collins so i got clay to put together an exclusive deal for my quest for freedom tribe check out natalie forward slash drip to see just how amazing drip is and how it can help you build and monetize your audience Remember, if you're just building your list, DRIP is completely free. And I'm not talking free trial kind of free. It's just free. Free forever, or at least until you have more than 100 contacts in your DRIP account. That means you can start growing your list, try out marketing automation, and even send your first email broadcasts. All for free. So what Connie said next I could absolutely resonate with, as it's something I've been recognizing in myself. In all of these years of traveling the world and wanting to be free, I've shied away from locking in full-on plans or committing too far out or saying I'll definitely turn up to a place or even to interviews and appointments. Now, if there's one person who knows me well, I'd like to think it's myself. And that behavior, well, that's just not me. Don't get me wrong. I fully commit to the projects I take on and my peeps. So, for example, the Write the Damn book, freedom lab I'm running I turn up to every single live session we do multiple times a week to write our damn books and I always deliver on my promise of the expert interviews and lessons that go along with it but anything that's not driven or led by me I've been shying away from over the years now in part I know that's because I've had to take a step back and reserve my time and energy to make sure I can give it to the right people my family my friends and my community But some of this lack of desire to commit has definitely affected how I live and even my approach to relationships, which I'll come to in future episodes. Here's what Connie had to say.
1: Yeah, it's funny how I can commit to things now a lot more. You know, I feel like I can make plans better. I don't feel pressured because usually before I would really shy away from making plans or people pinning me down on a certain day to do something, you know, even if it was only a few weeks away. And that was a real issue. And I realized that if I don't commit to things in life, then how can I also attract people that Because that's been a bit of my issues, I would attract people that also can't commit. And that would make my life very difficult in relationships and friendships and, you know, all these areas. And so I realized, well, if I can't commit, how am I ever going to attract more reliable people into my life? So anyway, I just realized that I can actually, I can commit to plans and I feel comfortable doing so. It's kind of nice. It also, like right now, I'm in a place for three months, and I feel awesome. I really don't feel like moving around much right now. I have a daily routine. I have a wonderful lifestyle here in Southern California. I'm just really enjoying being creative and being in one place. I don't have this urge to keep moving and keep moving. I feel like I'm in such a inner, peaceful place with myself at the moment that, yeah, there's no need to change that or to distract myself or to kind of not feel something. Cause a lot of times I would travel or I would do all these crazy things because I would, didn't want to feel something. And so I went out and I don't know bought the next plane ticket or, you know, I went out, whatever you do, you know, or you look for love, you know, maybe in the wrong places. And so, because you know, there's something we don't want to feel. And, and so I'm at a point where I have really so much better access to my own feelings and to what's going on inside of me. And I have a very regular meditation practice now, even way more now, especially since Tony Robbins, um, just because I realized how important it is to check in with my feelings every day and to gauge where I'm at.
0: P.S. I covered off on meditation and even included a mini one in this season's second episode called Mind Your Mindfulness. You'll see it in your list if you've subscribed on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud, or just come to nataliesisson.com forward slash two. Back to Connie.
1: And generally, I mean, if I look back to now a year, like about a year ago or a bit longer, um, and then where I'm today, it's really like back then I was doing the four hour work week. I was, uh, I was doing, you know, surfing all day and going to yoga and reading and hanging out with people and literally just like doing the four hour thing and barely sitting at my laptop, barely doing anything, not being creative, not creating anything really. It was all business was automated and. So after a while, though, I just realized, and I was getting depressed, and I just also realized eventually wow, I'm not contributing to this world, I'm not growing. I'm not giving people anything, I'm not helping people, I'm not it just yeah, it was like this spiral downwards and I realized just how important it is to really have something in life where you feel like you're contributing and you're kinda changing the world, or at least that's kind of I guess what I need maybe. And so now every day I wake up in the morning and I can't wait to get out of bed and start creating and or learn stuff. There's so much enthusiasm and ambition there. And mostly because I've found things and ways to contribute again and to help other people and inspire other people and And that in itself is a well of fulfillment.
0: Thanks, Connie, for providing such a beautiful segue into exactly how I've been feeling lately too. And by lately, if I'm really honest about it, I mean for the last 18 months. I was reading a blog post I'd written called Why My Nine-Day Digital Sabbatical in Samoa Transformed My Life. I did this trip with my dad in October 2014, and it was magical. Yet, as I read back over this post for research for my upcoming book, I took note that I talk about falling out of love with my business and not feeling as if the work I'm doing is as meaningful as it could be. I was frankly surprised I wrote this back then, and that I've been talking about it since then, and that in September 2016, I finally said, that's it, I'm going to take a break from my business, and that that is finally happening this April 2017. I mean, that's a lot of talking about it and not doing, right? Which is kind of my jam. I'm an action taker. Normally, I just do. So clearly, this has been a long time coming decision to make and act upon. And I guess giving up on everything you've worked so hard for to take a short break isn't a decision to be taken so lightly. But for the last two weeks, my decision has been well and truly validated by two amazing events I attended. New Frontiers and the Inspiral Summerfest, where I met some of the smartest, most innovative, world changing changemakers from around the world. My mind was expanded beyond belief. My heart was filled with passion and joy for which of these areas I could throw myself into and how I could help to be part of the change and the solution. And here's just a sneak peek into what I'll share with you in the next episode and a glimpse into the kind of speakers I heard from and met. This is Catelyn Powers.
2: Now, if we continue our energy status quo, this is where we'll be mid-century. Now, there are two problems with that. The first is that one single species, humankind, will use more energy than all of the other species on our planet combined. The other problem is that fossil fuels can't sustain this level of consumption. In fact, there's only one energy source that will, and that's the sun, providing us with 89,000 terawatts of energy. Now, it's worth stopping and noting here that sunlight is all the energy that we have here on Earth. Sunlight is our direct sunlight. It's our wind. It's our hydropower. It's our wave energy. It's even the fossil fuels that we pull up from underground. We need to know how to use all those sources of energy, especially the ones that we have in the world immediately around us. But most importantly, we need to know how to directly harness sunlight and store it over long periods for the
0: survival and the thriving of our species. Intrigued? I've got so much more from where that came from. And better sounding audio too. So tune into the next episode by subscribing in your favourite podcast player to Quest for Freedom. And don't forget to come across to nataliecisson.com forward slash four to leave your comment on what inner freedom means to you. Or simply to discuss anything that's resonated with you in this episode.